Welcome back to Brisky Business. This segment of the normal program is risk bulls and bears, but this is going to be all bull, bull, bull on this uh, end of the program. And I mean, when I say bulls, I mean the positive stuff, the positive things in culture and the importance of establishing it. So we finished up, we were really getting to our core value system. And I said I would actually share that with all of you. And that's what I'm going to do right here. And I'll give you some of the actual uh, values that we came up with. And I told you we came up with seven core values, but in reality, we couldn't narrow it to seven. So we lumped some together. So we really have seven core values, but some of them uh, you'll see were similar words. And since there was a debate going on, we just included them. So let me run through those seven core values for you. So the first one, and this is going to help you establish your value system, because now you're getting the examples, right? You're like, maybe I still don't understand what the value system is. So our first one that we came up with was, and like I said, we lumped it in together. So it was integrity, honesty, respect, and professionalism. We felt like that was the same kind of value system. So that was the first core value, integrity, honesty, respect, and professionalism. And you can see that they're similar. And then we described it, right? which is easy to do. So I'm not going to get into all the descriptions, but basically you write down that each staff member will be completely honest and forthright, genu act with genuine sincerity, treat others respectfully. You get the picture. The second core value we had was one simple word, profitability. We felt it was really important to value profitability because we felt it could govern our decision making. And if there was spends that we couldn't make, we could always go back to that core value and say, well, profitability is important. Uh, it's one of our core values, and this is going to take away from that. So unfortunately, we're going to have to pass on that. And that's the point of the culture, right? That it drives your decision making because everyone understands the core values. The third one uh, was uh, one where we had to combine a few words, and that was passion and enthusiasm. I don't know how a company can survive without it. I don't care if you're a stoic accounting practice or if you're an unbelievable internet company or if you're selling surfboards. Passion and enthusiasm is critical, and that's going to attract your best people. So that was the third value uh, in this project that we did. The fourth one was extraordinary service. Uh, we saw service dying. I think it is still dying in our country, and I think if we, uh, if we would focus on extraordinary service, it would be a difference maker. So that was a core value. Teamwork was number five for us. And, of course, I'm not going to describe all these because some of them are ob obvious. Uh, loyalty was a big one for us. And understand, we were bringing two companies together. So the loyalty factor to the overall success of the company was absolutely critical. And if we couldn't have it, uh, we weren't going to tolerate it. And uh, we were going to make sure we had a loyal team. And the last one for me, and you can probably know because I talk about the brisky work muscle and all of that, hard work with excellence. Uh, we went back and forth combining these. We were talking about excellence a lot, and we were talking about hard work. And going back and forth, we decided, you know what? We could combine those two as a core value. So now our, we're going to work hard, but we're going to do it in an excellent and extraordinary way. So it wasn't just enough to work hard, and it wasn't just enough to be extraordinary. We had to combine the two, and that became our value system. So hopefully you learned a little bit about values now with some examples that you can put in the, your own practice within your company. So let's switch gears a little bit and get into philosophy. A, it, you, a lot of them sound similar, but I want you to understand the little nuances when we get to philosophy. So philosophy essentially is how we view the world in which we live, and it represents the attitude toward life, 
right? Little deeper here, okay? Each individual looks at the world with a different set of lenses. Isn't that a fact? Have you ever been with three or four different people and they see the same thing, but their perspective is totally different? That's because we all have lenses based on the experiences that we've had heretofore. And those lenses have uh, impactful, uh, have impact on what we see because of uh, pain we may have gone through, joy we may have gone through, whatever it might be, education that we have. And so our lenses are there for us. And so we need to understand that we all look at the world a little bit differently. Some, some view the world wearing blinders, uh, which I'm sure many of you know what I'm talking about, and others have a broad view. There's no right or wrong there. Some are super narrow focused and some have this broad view or the 30,000 foot view. That's great. That makes for a great company. But we need to understand in our, in our philosophy that this exists this way. So our corporate community's attitude and vibe is directly linked to our corporate philosophy. Our philosophy exists because of the following key attitudes. And this is what you want to then create and document. Because if you can't document, philosophy is just too nebulous. You just can't get your arms around it, right? It's probably why there's 10 commandments, right, in the, uh, in the Catholic Church, right, or in, or in Christian or Christianity, right? That really kind of brings it home, right? The Bible's like this much books, and we bring it home to some core philosophies. So let's talk about um, what some of that might look like. So for us, our employees are our greatest asset. Number one, we wanted everyone that came into the organization to know that, and we wanted everyone there to understand that they were appreciated at that level. That was a philosophy. Uh, we'll always treat each other with trust and respect, paramount to me. I don't think you can run a company without that. If there's not trust and respect from top to bottom and within your peer group, you're gonna have a very difficult time moving the needle at your company. Uh, each individual will have to understand that they're a critical part of the team and that they're accountable for meeting the company goals. That's everybody. It doesn't matter what your role is. And our staff will always have strong trust in management. Now, understand that. That is earned. Management just doesn't get that. Management has to earn that, right? Just like trust and respect is important, but management needs to earn that trust and respect and understand the philosophy that we said that our employees were our greatest assets. Critical, critical, critical. So we also said this is a second philosophy for the company that would govern us. We all believe that extraordinary service to our customers, both internal and external, is the key element for success. Did you catch that? Internal and external. External is our customers, essentially. Internal is our internal customer, right? When one department has to depend on another. That was one of our philosophies. We're gonna provide that extraordinary service in either case, really closely linked to trust and respect. Uh, we all have experienced a fall off in good quality service provided by the majority of organizations in America. And so we thought this was really important. Uh, we believe that our competitors and we had strongly believed that our service initiatives uh, driven by customers' needs will lead us to extraordinary achievements. Let me read that again for you. Uh, we believe that in America, including our competitors, and we strongly believe that our, our company's service initiatives driven by our customer needs will lead us to extraordinary achievements. Once again, that was a second philosophy, our philosophical view of our company. And then the last one in philosophy was we select 
and retain, because we knew turnover was very expensive, training very expensive. So we're going to select and retain employees that have great attitudes and truly committed and consistently exceed their job requirements. We really believe that the staff that we have, our team, is the best of the best that were extraordinary. If you're on this team, you're on a team of great players. We trust and respect one another. Have you gathered this now? Do you understand what philosophy is? Philosophy then becomes critical. So when you're recruiting now, how much easier it is to describe your company. We would make everyone keep the culture document handy at their desk. We actually required uh, each one to read it We'd like them to read it once a week. Just kind of take it out and peruse it. And particularly when you're hiring or writing a job description, when your customer or when your potential recruit asks you a question, and the question is, what is it like to work there? Well, our philosophy is this, and everybody knew what it was. And can you imagine what it would be like to say, we only hire the best of the best. Our team is extraordinary. For you to get on this team, you've got to be the best there is. Can you imagine? how your recruiting would change if everyone on your team believed that and found that type of joy in their workplace and were committed to that leather to be extraordinary, to, buy, to provide extraordinary service, how great would that company be? And I will tell you, great. The answer is great by defining those philosophies. So these were the philosophies that we came up with. You can come up with your own that really works for you. You should never try to copy someone's philosophy. It has to be in your core tenet. It has to be in your heart. And if you document it and write it down and you bring a team that believes in those same philosophies, you will kick butt. You will make stuff happen. And this is the final segment. We're into best and brightest right now. And really, this whole show has really been about mentorship and trying to help you have a wonderful culture in your business and establish it. It will be a difference maker for you uh, if you go ahead and, and put the hard work into establishing it. So we've gotten through to the final piece of setting up a culture and documenting it and put it in writing. And I've been giving you those examples. So we've made it to norms. So let's go through what norms are and uh, define those for you. And then we'll move along through the program. So Norms are living expressions of underlying values. I know that seems a little complicated, but go back and listen to the value section. So it's the living expressions of that value system. They govern the way in which we treat others, and thus in turn, this affects their attitudes. Norms determine the type of interaction we have with our colleagues and uh, what level of fun the company has. Because business can be fun, too, and it should be. Uh, not only is it fun, it's what level of creativity, what level of passion that we bring to our jobs. That's what we're talking about when we talk about norms. And so I'm going to describe some of those norms for you that we can bring to the job, if you will. So it doesn't, we don't have to use that word job, right? It's such a negative word, this is my job. But you know, if this is my career, it sounds so much better. Or this is the place where I have all my workmates and we just rock it, you know, we're really kicking butt, we're moving the needle at our company. So let me give you some norms. The first one is, is be visionary. I loved that norm for us. And what we did with that norm is we told everyone to be visionary. We wanted that newest hire to be visionary. We had an expression, fresh eyes are the best eyes. Because as you're there in a company for a while, you start to walk by things. It's like a filter, they get numb. But that new person, we want to encourage them to be a visionary. We want them to ask why. Why does that stuff have to sit over there? It looks so ugly when you walk in the building. 
and everyone's just walking by it. They don't see it anymore. Be a visionary. That was the first norm. And let me tell you something. That pays dividends. People like to know they can have an impact on the business they go to work for on their first day. Think about that. How would you like to go home your first day at work saying, man, I, I made a difference in the company I work for today. That means a lot. Second, and you probably would guess this would be under uh, this for me, is trust and respect. You don't have that, you don't have a company. Trust and respect is built by keeping promises. It's plain and simple. If you say you're going to do something, damn it, you just do it. That's what trust and respect is all about. If you tell your workmate you're going to get them stuff so they can hit their deadline, you make sure you hit that deadline. And I always said that's the reason that the word dead is in the word deadline, because you should die trying to meet it. That's why they call it deadline in my book, or you should be dead for not hitting it. That's the only excuse for deadline for me. Third is people, okay? People is critical, right? Our company begins by hiring the right people in all the positions at all the times. And our hiring practices are critical. And we're looking for people with passion and enthusiasm. And it's more important in my mind to experience an education in our system that we put up. Did you hear what I just said? Passion and enthusiasm is even more important than experience in education because with passion and enthusiasm, you can overcome a lot, okay? And above all these, we manage with compassion. Very, very important. So that's putting that, if you go back and read the whole thing we went through, think of what that's really doing in our culture, particularly when we talk about people and our employees being our greatest asset. And then the last, uh, last two, there's two of them, is ABCs. And ABCs for me is always be celebrating. And we definitely uh, could steal a chapter out of uh, the Chinese culture over there. They celebrate that work anniversary, the number of years they've been in business each and every year, especially those bigger anniversaries, kind of the way we do it, right? I mean, think about it. You know, uh, this, my 58th birthday celebration might be decent, but my 60th is probably a big one, especially for the women, right? I mean, no offense, but you better be celebrating those 10 decade numbers for the women in your life. They deserve it because they have to put up with guys like me, and that is not an easy thing to do. So we make sure that we celebrate those big birthdays or those big anniversaries, and the company should do that as well. So always be celebrating. And the last one uh, under this segment is strive for excellence. Very simply, we expect to be the best and everyone in the company should feel that way. So I'm hopeful that this definition and this description of culture and how it's set up is meaningful for you. It's something you can put into action. You can establish your norms and your philosophies uh, and make a difference uh, and build a culture and document it and hand it to your team and revise it when it needs revising. Okay, so there was a second part to that letter. I know we've only read one letter, but let's go ahead to the second part of that letter. And this is what she said. It says, you and Jack always talked about being honest with your opinions and even in disagreement, not rejecting the opposing opinion or retaliate against the person with it. I think you and Jack were relating that what is going on in our world with the election, the parties, and even the riots and the violence we are experiencing in our nation right now. You also talked about CP time. Uh, yeah, I got a lot of feedback about that, by the way. And, as, uh, and, and she said, as a black woman, a Democrat, and a Southerner, I really believe you and Jack have unlocked the missing piece of what our country, why our country isn't unified. I believe more people need to fully understand why you brought this up. And if you can speak a little bit about this, I think it would make a difference for the better in unifying America. I think it would help. And so 
It was interesting, right, um, to get this. I actually got a lot of feedback, and you can go back and watch the Jack Brewer episode if you would like, and you can hear that discussion about CP Town. So go back and check it out. But what it's about is really making sure that um, we focus on knowing it's okay to have uncomfortable conversations. That's what it really was all about, about being okay to have uncomfortable conversations. Understand that stereotypes are real, that blacks or African-Americans or whatever word you want to use or Asians or Chinese, we get so hung up on what is the word of the day. At the end of the day, there's stereotypes, white, stereotypes, southern, northern stereotypes, all these stereotypes, but they're real and you have to be able to talk about them and joke about them and have uncomfortable conversations. Jack said it great in the episode. He said, humanity teaches us that we're all one, but identity teaches us that we are different and that's where we become disconnected. That identity disconnects us because we think there's some identity that we have to follow. And that's not always the case, okay? Let's go ahead and have the real conversations. This is what isn't going on. Let's check our emotions and let's go ahead and make stuff happen. Let's ask that stuff. Um, color and uh, identity don't really matter to Jack and I. Jack's, you were on the show. Jack's a black guy, I'm a white guy. Drew's a black guy, I'm a white guy. I love those guys. I love the relationship we have. I love the conversations we have. Some of them are uncomfortable because I learn. I'm deeply learning. I want to understand the struggle. I know the struggles are real. But if I don't have the conversations, then I don't understand the deepness of it, the emotion of it. And that's when you can really build a relationship. If you think about your relationships, your great relationships, they're built because they're genuine. They're built based on honesty. They're built based on integrity. This is what's missing right now that I'm seeing. This is what the media is portraying. We've got to put an end to this and we have to get down and dirty and real and get in the ditch together and understand what's going on in people's lives and cry together and laugh together. And if you think of your best relationship, if you really think about your best relationship, it's someone that you probably had a cry with, a real cry, a real laughter with. And when relationships form there, they're bonded together. They're bonded together because they're real. So the rhetoric is in saying identity is dividing us versus learning and joking about the, and understanding it. We can't lose humanity because we're all one blood. That's what Jack said. We can't lose humanity because we're all one blood. But identity tells us that we are separate. I want relationships with real people. I want relationships with real honesty. That's what that segment was all about. Sharing, cutting up jokes, understanding uh, the extraordinary people we all are, understanding the stereotypes, understanding the inside jokes and being able to laugh together instead of pulling our punches and worrying about, oh my goodness, may I say a off-color comment. We gotta stop pulling our punches, folks, and having real, real conversation. Get in your hearts, 
Get in with your folks. Get to understand different cultures of people. Get to understand that there's different races and understand their challenges and build relationships with integrity and love. And if you do that, you're going to have relationships that go coast to coast and around the world. I'm Dave Brisky. This is Brisky Business, and I've loved talking with you this afternoon. Thank you.